Hey, Danny. Hi, Lance. I want to talk about Halloween 2, the greatest sequel to any horror movie ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's This is my favorite sequel, uh, possibly one of my favorite movies. I do say often that Halloween 6 is my favorite. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Halloween 2, Danny, give us our pumpkin spice latte of Halloween 2. Halloween 2, more of the night he came home. Dun, dun, dun. This is a direct continuation of Halloween 1 in the sense that it is a continuation of the night. So, Michael Myers, fresh off of being uh, shot by Dr. Loomis, returns or continues to wreak havoc in Haddonfield and continues to stalk Laurie Strode and pretty much anyone who gets in his way. Uh, it takes place the majority in... Haddonfield Memorial Clinic so we learn a little bit more about the why as to Michael going after Lori which is a big controversy it's a big controversy and uh yeah it is a continuation and um Loomis is back to help and possibly take down Michael or and save Lori in the process Halloween 2 more of the night he came home or Halloween 2, The Nightmare Isn't Over. Right. And why do I love this film so much? Because it's... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You like the movie. I do like this movie. You like this movie. Don't say that you don't. But the reason I love this movie so much, we love Halloween 1. This is a direct bleed over of Halloween 1. Yeah. We do get away from Halloween one a little bit and some off screen kills and Michael starts to evolve, which I think is so necessary. Sure. But I love this movie because it's just a flat bleed out of one and we get more Michael Myers and more Loomis, which I love Loomis. Who doesn't Loomis love Loomis? Loomis is my favorite character of this franchise. And I think he's so necessary in making Michael different. So let's get into Halloween two. And why I love it and why you are mediocrely into it. Incorrect. I'm not mediocre about it. I just uh, don't share your belief that it's the greatest sequel in horror movie history and or the greatest sequel in this franchise. Right. But 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 you're wrong. It's okay. And you are, too. So we're so here we are. Um, No, I love Loomis, too. Uh, We got him as a puppy. Uh, he's a multi-poo. Um, oh, my God. You're talking about your dog. Oh, right. You transitioned into that so smoothly. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I is, have there, a, is there symbolism to this? He's a new puppy. Uh, uh, like, he's new to us. We, we care about him. No. Care, yeah, no. You're talking no, about no. your dog. I'm talking okay. about my dog. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a multi-poo puppy, uh, dog at this point, and now And his name is Loomis. So it's not like I'm not a fan of the, of the doctor. I love the doctor. Um, I... <laughs> Mentioned in the previous episode, it might have been a little bit of a gaffe or a misspeak, where I say that no one has played, uh, is played by one human being, as in Donald Pleasance, and that's obviously not true. Someone else plays Dr. Loomis in the remakes, but... We don't talk about that. We're not going to, because we're going to talk about Donald Pleasance right now. Donald Pleasance as Dr. Loomis is back um, a little... The first one came out in 78, and this one came out in 81. So there is uh, some things that could be different. I don't know. In a couple of years, you could maybe gain a bunch of weight. As if you're a person, that's normal. You can get a little older. So we see Loomis is not as, you know, streamlined. His jaw, his his beard has evolved a little bit. Although we, okay. it's, it's, it was a long night. It was a long night. He, and 
It's only halfway over. It is. It, it, the nightmare isn't over. Remember, this is the continuation of the same night from Halloween 1. Correct. Correct. And what was the last thing we the more, the last thing we saw of any consequence in 78 Halloween Halloween 1 was Loomis firing six shots into Michael at pretty much point blank range. Michael falling off the balcony and then eventually leaving and we don't know where he is. But Halloween 2, we do know where he is. Yeah, what does Loomis say about how he shot him? I think he says um I shot him six times. I, I, I shot him six times. He, he's not human. Something like that. He says, this guy, which is my favorite part of the whole thing, <laughs> as they're getting back into the car. This guy. <laughs> this guy. This, it's, it's all like, this fucking guy. This fucking guy. I shot him six times. Uh, and, you know, again, still, we weren't joking. Nobody believes Loomis even right now. Nobody cares. Bracket comes he's late to the party he's like what happened and loomis is by the way bracket's back but when we see bracket in the beginning of the film he has no idea that one of the victims from the original was his dear daughter annie oh which is a which is you know yeah you know I, i'd be sick about it too lance i mean it's it's terrifying so <laughs> so so annie is one of the victims but Brackett doesn't know this at this point. So he picks up Loomis and they're going to go. And Brackett's just like, ah, man, he could, he, you probably missed. He's pro he's not far. Um, so Loomis is back, sh you know, obviously picking up where he left off and he's looking for Myers. Uh, the, the opening of the movie is so awesome when yeah. you don't know what death is. And then we get into the newly kind of reconstructed Halloween theme. Uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill are back <laughs> as writers. Right. Uh, but not as director. Um, Rick Rosenthal, who uh, directed also another installment in the franchise. We won't talk about that later. <laughs> uh, is is uh, helming the movie. So, uh, Dean Cundy is back as a director of photography. So, for all intents and purposes, it should be a nice continuance. Um, however, there was some pullback or, 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 or pushback by a lot of you know people. They were like, uh, Carpenter didn't want to do it. He was like, all right, I'll write it because... You know, he was in a picture deal with Universal, and Universal's doing it now. It's no more indie films. Right. Universal's doing it now. So it's going to have some backing. Um, and right away, you know, the, the the original opened with this pumpkin, you know, being in the, uh, <laughs> That's right. in, in the credits. And now we have a new pumpkin, but the, pim the pumpkin pulls apart. It's pulling apart. We got a skull in there. And I love the, I don't know if it's intentional. I've never heard anyone talk about it, but the... Um, symbolism of like death and Halloween to yep. me is really really cool. Uh, well, there is a lot of death uh, symbolism in Halloween because the, the, right. you know, the crops are and it becomes a thing yeah. in a lot of Halloween openings. Some nail it, some don't, but it kind of becomes a thing where it's a part of the Halloween franchise. Is right, the, yeah. This opening and the symbol of the harvest and and right away they're going to tell us <laughs> we know what we're doing in the sense of we know that this is a remake. Uh, sorry, a sequel. Right. And we're going to show you something that you're used to with this opening sequence of the pumpkin, mm -hmm. but we're going to spice it up a bit. That's right. And don't forget that this is 1981, so now we've already had copycats of the original Halloween and mm -hmm. its success, Friday the 13th. Um, we have quite a few movies. The slasher essence is becoming a big thing in the 80s. So this is 1981. We're getting a sequel yep. to 
what started all this really which was halloween michael myers and we're but it's it's the early 80s but we're already seeing that 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 iconic 80s feel in the theme there's right. a bit more it's not it's 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 piano but there's like some synth there's some in synth. there yeah I mean, there was already synth in the original don't get me wrong but, but there's more now and yeah part. and it became like such a carpenter thing throughout the 80s oh, yeah. and all his films the synth starts to hit yeah so uh yeah he's i mean he, and he's doing the score as well um so Right away, you know that this is we should enjoy this throughout and we're gonna we're gonna you're gonna love this movie. It's gonna give you everything that you wanted and a little bit more because it's gonna give you a little bit more high body count. The shock value is gonna be pumped up. There's gonna be more gratuitous nudity, all these things that you would expect from these 80s slasher movies. You're gonna get in this movie. Um, that's, does it necessarily fit the originals mm -hmm. scope? Probably, probably not. Not that you didn't see nudity in the original. But this one is going to be a little bit more. Hey, the you're going to have some fun with it. You got to raise the stakes a little bit. You got to raise those levels. All the little the levels are going up. You got to raise the ribeyes. Uh, you, <laughs> you just have to. You raise. Uh, so I love the opening of this. Not the opening opening, but the, the first part of Michael that we get. Oh, yeah. This is great POV. Yeah. Michael's been shot six times. He, he's fallen off of uh, the house, basically, the, the second level of the house. And now we get like this hurt Michael. We don't see him in pain or anything, but we get to see this POV of him like in a survival mode, which I love. So he's in the alleyway. He sees Loomis. He sees Sheriff Brackett. Yep. yep. And he's avoiding them. Right. But it's all this one shot, this great like one shot idea of like moving with the shape who is like hurt. I mean, he's been shot. He's been through hell. He's been stabbed. He's been through all these things, but he's still alive. It's still the same night. He still has a fucking mission. And he fell <laughs> off a two-story building. Right. Uh, house. Yes. Yeah. And so he's he's hurt. He's hurting. So what does he do? Well, he's got to power up, right? So he he got he has to power up, Lance. Yes. This is the level up idea uh, that I your, love. It's just like your, a video game. This is your deal, man. I I, mm. I I love this idea of him being like this video game character that doesn't have all his items yet right you know? so it's just like the sequel of a video game right like you gotta start you may have powered up in in game one but now we're in game two at the beginning so now we gotta start all over again so we gotta rebuild our power bars up so here. he's gotta get his knife he's got his mask he's got his coveralls by the way real quick about the mask it might not look like the original but, but it, it is. is. <laughs> it is the original. What are we talking? Okay, so what's that? 78 between 78 and 81. Was that four years? Two years. Three years. S 10 years? Six, six, 10? <laughs> 16 years? It's about it's about 20 years. <laughs> so it's a, couple, it's a couple of years or a few years uh, after the original. But during that time, again, they did not think that this movie, was uh, talking about the original, was going to be a huge success. But right. it was. They um, There was a lackadaisical kind of approach to it. Again, Gorilla Crew sort of just making this independent film. Right. So in between takes, Nick Castle would put the mask, crumple it up, put it in his back pocket. Why like not? Fucking rock star he is. Right. Why not? I'm going to go drink a Dr. Pepper, have a smoke. and put <laughs> just my the same, same thing. Why not? Who cares? Yeah. So... Um, <clears throat> That's that's what would happen to the mask during the shooting, and then after they were done, Deborah Hill took it when it lived under her bed, right. and Deborah Hill famously was a very uh, was a, a, a heavy smoker. So you're talking about smoking, the the mistreatment of it 
it's going to look different. Not only that, but we have no more Nick Castle. We have a brand new Dick Warlock. Yes. Uh, a brand new Dick a Warlock. brand new Dick Warlock. Yeah, he, he is a, he's quite the young spry guy. He is a hired to be the stunt coordinator, but he's also like, hey, I'll just play with Michael. Because right. he put on the mask and he walked around and they're like, go ahead. So <laughs> um, Dick Warlock is uh, he's a little bit beefier than Nick Castle. Uh, stockier rather it's got a bigger head so the mask is not only treated like shit yeah. but it's going to be stretched out a little bit mm-hmm. um so that's why it looks a little crusty the hair looks like it was like burned with like when you get the match and the aerosol and you're like mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. that's what it looks like it happened yeah uh, it, it looks crusty it is crusty it is crusty so the mask may look different but the shape of it the shape of the shape is the shape the meant shape. to look the same, uh, but with a new guy playing it who's going to have different mannerisms and all that stuff. Even though he tried. I, apparently, he watched the first movie so often, he was a big fan of the character that Nick Castle portrayed. He's got a bit of a bounce when he walks, if you notice. Like but, either, as, either his hands bounce or I don't know what well, it is. He brings a stiffness to Michael that I what? guess everyone kind of seemed to take away more of the stiffness than they took from Nick Castle's yeah. like playful, like bouncing around kind of a thing. But what I love about how this movie picks up is that, again, we're going to introduce you. Sorry, we're going to reintroduce you to things that you loved from the original, but we're going to, you know, spice them up. Right. So they give us a POV shot, but not really a lot of like we see him. We see his point of view. We see him. We see his point of view. And he's going through the alleys and. We're kind of still following that idea that Michael just kills at random. He just doesn't need to, a reason. He just kills. Because when he's trying to level up, he finds an opportunity to get a knife from the Elrods. The Elrods. I mean, this is cool. I mean, you got the Horathon. Look, remember, the, the night is still happening. So it's a continuation. So the Horathon is still happening. And he happens upon these Elrods who are, their Horathon is interrupted so that he can, because there's a news breaking bulletin about right. what's happened the news is broken there's a killer on the loose in Hannafield. he was shot but we can't find him right and this is a big moment because this is like the legend of michael is starting to go throughout the town if you watch the first movie the only jumpy character is not the only jumpy character but loomis is kind of jumpy in the first movie and in the second movie he's very jumpy but the legend of michael is now starting to filter out through Houghton, hattonfield through yeah. this news program which is really cool continue i mean yeah so he he uh miss elrod is making one of the best freaking sandwiches that i've ever seen in my life because the hand <laughs> she's got a hunk of ham I know. yeah she's got a hunk of ham asleep on the couch is what she has that's right mr elrod and she's at she, earl you want you want mustard on you want mayonnaise on your sandwich how about mustard and no answer because the hunk of ham has fallen asleep <laughs> so she goes to check out what's going on and that's where michael gets to get the knife but we are reinforced with the idea that he is wounded because not only does he get the knife but he leaves blood from his wounds in the wake causing miss elrod to reach for the knife sees that it's not there you know screams out loud but he doesn't kill him he does not kill him which i think is a point to be made that he doesn't kill everyone in his way. He could have killed both of them. Yeah, well, what is it? Like Predator, you know? No sport. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't see that being a challenge or anything like that. Does that matter? Uh, I, okay, so this is my level up thing. He's got his knife. He's not ready to kill yet, maybe. He's got to power up. So he's at level one. He's got his weapon now. We already have our base Michael, our base shape. So now he's got his knife. Now he's got to make a kill. He's got to make a kill. I and mean, it's the 
concerned neighbor who is learning about what's happened so far. And, you know, she's on the phone with her friend and she said, well, she, I, she's like, I heard Miss Elrod screaming. She's always picking on her husband. He probably got mad and decided to start beating her. Anyway, how's your day? You know, it's just domestic so, violence, man. Just thrown so whimsically. And again, but we're not laughing at domestic violence. We're laughing, we're laughing at, at the dialogue. At the, <laughs> this how, movie, like, how she's ah. just like, it's so accepted that this, that <laughs> nah, he probably started, decided to start beating her. I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay. So then uh, Michael sees this sort of, oh, she may have looked like the people right. that I murdered already. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He starts stalking her. We get stalking Michael again and we get this girl. Who's afraid of something that's happening down yeah, the street? Yeah, because the door opens. You see him creep in. Mm -hmm. You know, behind her, uh, all the stuff is you know happening again, and a big jump scare, which we didn't see in the original. More shock value, like I mentioned, is being added. So she's you know walking. He jumps up, and it's like do you know? Yeah. There's music accompanied with the action. It scares the shit out of you. He stabs her. But what do we see that's different now? Not only does he kill her. Blood splatter. Yeah, which, see, there was actually absolutely not absolutely, but no real blood in the original. No blood and definitely no splattering, no effects of blood in yeah. the uh, so, in the first movie. So, so the table's being set that get ready for a ride. We're right. we're we're vicious. We're more vicious. Yeah, we also get a. We also immediately see the shape up close. We see the mask, and we see. His eyes. His eyes. We never saw that with the original shape, which I will go on record. I don't like. Okay. I've just, I've never, I know that there's like, it, there's something behind that. It's just, uh, you know, there, there's, it's a human element because yes, it looks like a human, but I've always liked the idea that they're, the, the eyes are black, not blacked with a screen. I mean, make that just, very clear, just shot in a way that you don't. Right. see his eyes that's me personally i like it again because it's like that rebuilding of the he's not human but he is i mean he is at the base he is a human but the idea is that he's this ultimate evil but we see him hurt but i'm saying like when you see his eyes and it's almost like the way they shot him he's like well his yeah eyes are kind of like poking out and when he stabs you only yeah. so it's almost like i imagine him making like a face under <laughs> under his mask i'm like oh that's not scary where if his eye don't see the eyes very scary that's, some, that's something that i've always asked people is like when you're uh scaring behind a mask if you ever scare anybody what's the face you think you make i know the face i make yeah just i do pissed off i do the same thing i've asked a lot of people and i get weird responses like oh yeah i just realized like my fucking my face is going up here my nose is all over my yeah. eyes are wide open like oh. i'll let the mask do the work yeah uh, I don't I, need, i'm I don't very need do casual interest. with mine too but <laughs> i'm yeah i'm pissed because i'm sweaty and stuff that is a funny idea though like what face was michael making <laughs> you know? right yeah you would imagine it would be the same as the outer face which is stoic and stuff but anyway right okay it's not necessary blue-eyed michael we see <laughs> we see him oh old blue eyes himself it's frank old sinatra blue. actually is what it is <laughs> killing everybody in haddonfield anyway so uh like i said before Lori is now uh, she's back in it she's uh, jamie lee curtis has rep reprised her role as laurie strode <laughs> and is back in the movie but it is a cup is a few years after the original, so there's no more long hair, natural Jamie Lee Curtis. She's doing her short hair now. But since it's a continuation of the original night, what do we do? We give her the most
fucked up wig in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that wig is so busted. It is. It's it is. Busted, it's Lance. so bad. Oh, and once busted. you and like you said this before, but once you know this and once you see this, you, you cannot unsee it. it. And no. unfortunately. Every time I watch it now, I go, God damn, we couldn't get a better wig. You just got to comb it. You just take the straightener to it. Wet it. And it gets worse throughout the movie. <laughs> it does. She's it got, it she's gets like more hair. and more fluffed out yeah. and makes my... Uh, yeah. No, it's it's not good, guys. This movie has flaws. All Most of the movies have flaws. I don't think one has much of a flaw. It but has like... like there's some shadows, and you can see John Carpenter smoke, and it wasn't John Carpenter, I don't think. You can see someone smoke, <laughs> <laughs> but things like that. That's like, but 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 uh, yeah, our yeah, the wig is busted. Is super super busted. But we are we're, we we've got our our original characters from the original that are that survived. Um, we do get to see Annie's. Uh, Annie again, but she's dead um, mm. because, of course, Bracket eventually has to find out that she died. Yeah. Uh, so not only do we have Bracket, Loomis, Lori, Michael from the original, we've got some new characters. Um, we've got Jimmy and Ugh. Bud, the EMTs that are just living it up in Haddonfield, man. Just yeah. picking up, picking up bodies, picking up chicks, and uh, taking them to the uh, to the clinic where we have. Uh, is it like? I think it's a hundred nurses. No, <laughs> it's one. It's one ten. <laughs> there's a lot of nurses. What are, there, there's there's not okay. When you there's say a lot a of lot. nurses and a, not a lot of patients. Let's just be honest. It's a clinic, not a hospital. You've made that point. They're overstaffed. But at the same time, you get a feeling that they're just perfectly staffed. It's very quiet. It's very dark in the in the clinic. They have a security guard who's like he's packing. He's got a. I don't even want to call him a security guard. I'm going to call him like the the clinic the clinic deputy the okay. deputy deputy clinic. Okay, Mister uh, Mister Garrett, right? Mister Garrett. Um, so we were introduced to Mister Garrett, Bud, um, Jimmy. We're introduced to Nurse Jill, Nurse Karen. What do you? Uh, I have did, to. Did, what? <laughs> before we go through everyone, I just I'm so sad that we didn't get your impersonation of when. Bracket finds out Annie's dead. Oh, because I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it still. Okay, I'm okay, do it all still. right. Then keep going. But I'm just saying, like, you know, as far as characters, and we're introduced to new, so a lot of, uh, you know, not a lot, I'm, I'm kind of overdoing it, but there, you know, a good amount of, of nurses. Okay. But we're also, we meet more police force, mm -hmm. right? We meet, like, Bracket's second in command, because there's one point where they're, <laughs> Loomis and Bracket are still, and Bracket has never seen Michael. He just knows that this psychiatrist shot somebody six times yeah. if, he, if he takes his word for it so they're on the hunt for him and what do they see in the streets they see someone in a mask and it's definitely not the michael mask because he's wearing like blue coveralls he's tiny the mask face is silver the hair is blonde it's not michael any deaf dumb ask and see that it's Listen, this thing he's supposed to be down the street it's at a distance you're looking for somebody similar come on come on you got to give him credit you got to give, I'll give him a little credit that he was about to shoot uh who we would know it's ben tramer and if you're if you did if you did what we told you and want to watch the original and don't know who ben tramer is uh ben tramer was possibly the love interest or the person that crush Lori, the crush of Lori. yeah right so uh it's not Michael, but he's terrified because a psychiatrist, a bald headed psychiatrist, telling him to stop in English. Ah! 
He's telling him to, like, in an English voice. Telling him to stop wielding a gun. Right. Of course he's going to run. So he takes off. Boom. Gets hit by a car into an ambulance. He is lit on fire. And there's a big commotion. Can we and talk about the fact that Ben Tramer, while Lori's friends are all having sex at their at these houses, Ben Tramer's out trick-or-treating. Well, Lori, I, I, I have a thing about that. I don't know if Lori was a senior. She's 17 at the time, so she's either a late junior or an early senior. Oh, you know what? She might be a senior because it's the fall. Right. You're, you're 18 when you graduate, pretty much, right? Okay, so she is a senior. She might have a crush on a, on a younger Ben Tramer. I don't know if I was trick-or-treating by myself at any point in high school, but that's neither here or there. Mm. you know. But anyway, he's trick-or-treating. There he goes. And what happens? He gets dead very much. <laughs> very dead. He gets very dead. Gets hit by a, a, a deputy that's just hauling ass down the street and hits Ben. He lights him up because he crashes into a, in, into a truck and or a van rather. And the fire goes up and Loomis, ha, you know, gets to the bo- gets to the body burning. And there's just this face again that only Donald Pleasance can do. And it's like. I know that's not him. Right. I'm not 100% certain, but I know it's not him. So, you know, we get Brackett screaming in a very, you know, very scary way. Is it him or not? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's shit's about to go down in a a bad way. So I I love that Loomis's face drops because he he himself knows without knowing that this wasn't the right guy. And he probably just killed like a 15, 16, 17 year old kid. And it is totally his fault in search of Michael Myers. You it, know what I mean? Def- so you see like the blood just go from his face and he is just at a loss oh, yeah. for what just happened. Because yeah, he caused, he caused that kid to run in the street and, and, and die. So we have that, but we also have a uh, new deputy coming forward uh, who is finding bracket and He's going to call him by his first name, Lee. Other (laughs) bodies across the Doyle's house. Three kids. Lee, one of them was Annie. (laughs) (laughs) I love the impersonation. It's so good. Uh, I mean, like, look, no great choice by that actor. Fantastic sort of like unique way to to deliver that line but Uh, what are you gonna do you're about to tell your boss that they found his daughter dead and i love charles cyphers's reaction he's like what he can't almost can't believe it but like get in the car let's go right but what i love about that is the small town reaction to that is like you're obviously friends and it's not just your boss Who's the sheriff of the town? This, you know this guy. You know right. Annie. If you're going to call him Lee, he's not your boss. Exactly. Lee so, again, we're getting these great personal relationships. And it, I think it just tells the story of the small town of Hattonfield and the fact that these guys know each other. And he probably had a relationship with Annie in such a good way, like a, a, an uncle kind of way. You know what I mean? Right. Grew up with, with, with this guy. So, I love that reaction. I love <clears throat> so it's, that uh, scene in particular. So, um, this deputy, uh, Deputy Hunt, after he takes uh, Loomis and Brackett to the house and they see Annie, it's just like, go on home, Lee. I'll handle everything. You know, he's got a bit of a, I forget the 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 actor, but he's uh, he was in Coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just thinking of him, too. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we're not going to have Brackett for the rest of the movie. And he gives, you know, he gives Loomis... 
damn you. And Loomis is usually very much in authority and very much in control. He's devastated because he's yeah. like, I could have done more probably. And Brackett lets him know that he could have. He's like, you let him out. You know? Right. He just but tells him it's his fault. And he leaves. And Loomis is, what are you going to do? Because like, you're like, I have to keep it together because I know the danger is still there. Yeah. But I'm going to try and console you the best I can. And you knew that this was going to happen. But now you've seen the aftermath of, oh, fuck, I was right. And everyone's dying. And like you were the you were the key to let everyone know. And you tried. Yeah. And you know what? But it's, it's really happening. It's already a tumultuous thing. There's reporters everywhere. Yeah. Dana Carvey yeah. is there as one of the. He, I'm not joking. Dana Carvey yes. is one of the. Uh, I forgot about the Texts that. for the reporters. They're interviewing people. They're overhearing Loomis speak his, you know, rhetoric. His his, you know, mm -hmm. fantastical rhetoric when he's just talking about like it became an obsession with me, and so I realized, right. you know, all that stuff. It's and I'm not gonna, you know, it's, watch the movie. It's awesome. But they're like, there's mayhem. There's like the townspeople yeah. are uproar. They're Which like, I really love about the opening of the movie is it's chaos it is total chaos and that's from the start where the first movie was just this slow build and now we're in the middle of this chaos <laughs> there's this part where they they happen on the uh the the myers house right and mm. all the townspeople have decided that they're just going to like because it's my it's got out it's michael myers so they're like throwing rocks and like at the myers house like like they can't find him but they're gonna like <laughs> what i love is watching the actors who are like doing it they're like act like they're the townspeople so they're throwing rocks and they're just like uh, yeah uh, and this and all of us and there you know it's yeah. just it's good stuff man but um loomis uh kind of equates that he's like the tribe one of those was was murdered this is awake you know he's almost right. like yeah and you feel that you feel like the town is unhinged. They're like, this is bullshit. You son of a bitch. We gate like you were a kid when you killed your uh, sister. We sent you off into the sanitarium. You should have stayed there. You, you, you done messed up, yeah. Michael. And if we get you, we're going to get you. And what's funny is that all this is happening pretty much in the streets of Haddonfield. And Michael's like, you know what? I'm not going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to go not there. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Michael overhears, Michael overhears on like a radio, uh, do the report, which is bad reporting, by the way, you don't say when the killer is at large, right. you don't report on the radio. Uh, the killer seems to have gotten loose. Uh, the survivors, uh, in case you want to try again, were taken to <laughs> Haddonfield Memorial Clinic. He just like hears this. He's like, ah, oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> it happens so often in the series. It's so subtle. But he's like, oh, thanks, guys. Thanks. Like, Shit, I needed fuck, that. Fuck, <laughs> thank you. I didn't know where else to go. The whole town's after me, but I'll go to the clinic, I think. Yeah, the clinic's on the outskirts of town conveniently. Let's go uh, there. And because uh, they're, they're, they're a little pissed off in town. I'm going to. I'm gonna let him cool off. Me. I'm gonna let him cool. <laughs> That's so good. So yeah, he he makes his way to the clinic where the majority of the movie takes place. Which yes. I will sell, tell you, I absolutely love the hospital, the, yeah, the clinic, the clinic. I love the cl the clinic because it's so desolate. You get sort of you're starting to get mm, a bit of Carpenter's influence on it because yeah, he was a writer, but he was involved. He was there, yeah, and ish. I think he's even a producer, right? This reminds me of the thing right away. Mm. It's just this whole like again. 
what better way to freak the entire audience out than to say, oh, this is a safe place. Mm -hmm. You're away from the danger, but except the danger's already inside the house or right. inside the clinic with you. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's absolutely terrifying. And something that John Carpenter did in the first film was that what those wide open shots that turn into this claustrophobic, dark tunnel vision almost. And a good majority of this movie is that claustrophobic, the dark hallways, the, you know, just super small corridors and everything. And so many tight spaces that there's nowhere else to go. Absolutely. And, and again, we get to play with Michael in so many dark places and so many dark hallways and, and dark rooms and all this kind of stuff. Which, which is, is so what cool. worked in the original. You got to continue this whole, mm -hmm. he lurks in the shadows, he is in the shadows. But at some, they miss it a bit, you know, because there's the, there's uh because it's a hospital, of course, there's surveillance. There's a lot of like CCTV, uh, what, what Garrett, who's the deputy of the host of the clinic can see. And it's like, <laughs> Michael is honestly not hiding. He's not even trying to be stealthy in a lot of moments. <laughs> like he's walking across the lawn uh, around the clinic, looking for a way to get in, just walking, just chilling and garrett should see him if he was paying attention <laughs> he's just like ah oh, let me read this paper let me watch the horror thon and michael's just like because once again what the fuck's gonna happen in hatfield i'm gonna justify everything out of this film just get used oh to yeah it. not to mention that the police are saying that the killer is still on the loose not or the but he's not watching that tv he's watching the horror thon. <laughs> that's what i'm okay so like maybe he had to take a shit during the news cast you know what i mean like, i mean maybe he did i mean look garrett is Garrett, Garrett had it going on, right? He gets to work in a clinic with a bunch of nurses who are who are very attractive. You know, they're they're all very cute and they're very nice. And he knows that he's got a bit of a swagger to him. He's a bigger guy. He's got the belt with the with the gun and everything like that. All right. He handles his business. Yeah. But the way he gets handled, he gets the business. Yeah, he oh, really boy. does. So now we're gonna see Michael kind of like separate himself from traditional knives traditional strangling right he's gonna be a little bit more of a craftsman he's gonna pick up some more weapons along the way yes which he's is evolving like, he's changing absolutely he's growing uh you know he's almost like i could use the knife and we all know what the knife does and that's fine <laughs> but what if i try this Ooh, a hammer hmm yeah, I think it goes this way. But if I turn it around, ooh, ooh. this is, is going to be yes. terrible. <laughs> That's the way Garrett actually gets it. You know, they, there's some there's some commotion. Maybe somebody broke in or something like that. There's, you know, he, the, the phone lines are down. Yeah. Of course, tactical Michael is back he cutting knows. the phone lines. Uh, so Garrett has to go check it out. And Garrett, I love it. Again, bigger guy, got a little bit of, you know, swagger to him. Checking out the closets or the you know the storage rooms and stuff he gets the shit scared out of him by, the, by a cat and so did we and yeah. uh jump scares yeah he opens a door and he's like checking it out i love the whole i've checked three doors so by the time i get to the fourth one i'm like it's, it's fine and it wasn't michael oh From behind the door yeah he's behind the door so everything is fine, and then boom, we see Michael. And what a gruesome kill! They use a practical effect of a hammer. They used a, ha a shot of a hammer going into the back, uh, into a head, and you're like, "Oh, they're not going to show this." They showed it. No. Oh goddamn it! Uh, Garrett's so dead. Yeah. So your your last real line of defense at the clinic has been neutralized immediately. All right. 
I want to start talking about Jimmy. We're going <clears> to <throat> come back to Jimmy. Set up as a hero and the worst hero in movie history. He but just he's, falls apart in this movie, but he's introduced as like this this crush um, love interest crush, but also like kind of a protector of Lori. Like yeah. you expect in the beginning, like oh, this guy's probably going to be there till the end. He'll he'll maybe die heroically helping Lori get away from Michael, but that's kind of the way Jimmy's character usually goes in one of these movies. So we got Jimmy, very nice guy. Very nice guy who's definitely flirty with Lori. Very flirty. Uh, I always, Interested. I, I always love the way he says that he, like, because he's like, he wants to bring her a Coke, right? Yeah. But if you notice, because he's trying to, like, keep his voice down because he doesn't want to get caught because, like, yeah. the head nurse is like, but if you notice the way it's shot and if you listen to it, the K really pops on Coke. It's like, <laughs> it's, just, it's such a good word to say, though. Oh, like, yeah. Coke. Oh, yeah. And what, it, I never want a Coke. Until he says the yeah. word. I'm like, oh. It kind of makes you thirsty. I want a Coke. Yeah, I want a Coke. <laughs> yeah, that K really Coke. pops because he's... So, uh, Jimmy played by Lance Guest, who's, uh, you know, he's he's the last Starfighter, I think, in, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's in right. a Nick Castle directed yes. movie. Think about that. That's right. Um, yeah, he's set up to be the hero, but he's not a great hero. He kind of fumbles. Uh, he fumbles the ball at the five-yard line, basically. Totally. Um, yeah, I... Let's get back to that point in a minute, but let's talk about Bud. We got to talk about Bud. He's my, he's my favorite character of the of the of the movie. Of course, he's such an '80s like slasher character to me, but yeah. he's like one of the first, oh, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, because Bud is played by Leo Rossi. He's just this Italian sort of like New York dude who's you know I guess got stuck in Hanfield. Maybe he's also at the university. Who knows. He's just he doesn't live there, you could tell, but you know, we'll for we'll believe that he does. And what's so cool about Bud is that he never pretends to be anything else. Right. I love that. I love a character, even if he's an asshole, at least keep him an asshole. Right. Don't don't blur the lines or anything like that. So Bud and one of the nurses, Nurse Karen, they've got something going on. And uh I love how he's just like smoking weed in the hospital <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck dude okay like whatever you want to say about weed nowadays but in the 80s early 80s it you don't get to do that oh, no. one two you don't get to do it in the hospital in the clinic it just like he's got the little roach clip and stuff and he's just in the break room just like bud's such would, a cool party bad boy like, yeah. like okay multiple cool. murders yeah. everyone's dead you brought in a victim you've brought in bodies and he's just like I could go for a pizza right now, just a real extra sausage. And you're like, son yeah. of a bitch, I want to be this dude. And he Not also, he drops some knowledge on Jimmy, like never the patients, man, never, oh, yeah. or never the victim's patients, whatever. No, he says, never, Jimmy, let me get, listen, old bud. There we go. Never get into it with a patient. Nurses, that's a different thing. Right. The patients, it never works out. I'm telling you, listen, old bud. And if he would have listened and, to old bud, he might have, you know. And I love that better. about Bud. He he's like been around the block. Like he knows his shit a yeah. little bit, you know. Um, Bud's gonna be Bud's gonna be important because you know you either you love him or you hate him. So his death is gonna affect you one way or the other. Right, um, and pretty quickly. I mean, yeah, Bud gets it pretty quickly because him and him and Karen are trying to they're trying to get down in the hot tub. That's right, you know? down and in he, the old therapy room. Great. I want to go to this clinic. By the way, the clinics I. Okay, I don't know what y'all's experiences with clinics are, but the clinic I went to was like four doors. Everyone was coughing on you, and it was a big room, and yeah. nobody. It was always there was always one fly. 
you know, and it was always around. <laughs> this yes. clinic's got its break room. It's got storage. It's got a, a therapy room with a huge like tub, a hot tub. Yeah. And apparently it has a, a scolding level, which is awesome because <laughs> I would love to be in a scolding hot tub of water. Personally. Why not? Why not? He, right. He, you know, Bud and Karen get in there. They're going to get pretty hot in the hot tub. You know what I mean? They're going to get in there. too and, hot. You know, we get a really gratuitous, you know, Zeus. boob shot. Boob shot. Boobs. Boobs. We get a very gratuitous shot of Karen and Bud in there. And it's like, you know. I mean, when I was watching this movie, this was already, like I told you, I kind of watched them all at the same time. Mm. I was around 10, yeah. 11, whatever. So it's like, you knew that this was like, ooh, right? right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's exactly the noise I would make each time. And, you know, my brother was like, is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> but so, you know, like Linda and Bob, I'm going to get you when you're trying to be intimate. I'm just going to get you. Right. It's not that it triggers me because that's not me. It's just that I got to pick you off anyway because that's what I like to do. Right. Might as well do it when you're you're most vulnerable. And when you're in a towel and or naked, that's probably a pretty vulnerable spot. Right. I think when I'm my most vulnerable is when I'm, yeah, when I'm in the shower, right? Because we yeah. had that moment that you're showering and the soap and that's when the that's when the monster's coming, right? Well, to me, it's <laughs> for me, it would be getting out of the shower and you're like drying off the delicate area. And you're like, oh, that's when somebody that's when like, they get you. Oh, fuck. That's like, when they what, get what you, you right in man. the chest. Yep. You're but done. It, yeah, it is. But, you know, <laughs> Bud has to leave the hot tub because it's getting a little too hot. Why did it get a little too hot? Oh, because Michael turned yes. up the heat. And I love I love this shot as well, because. We get to see what's happening in the background. Again, it's a very like steamy room. It's so hot. Michael's shadow is what comes. We see his hand turn the knob to scolding. Yeah, I mean, he turns it up and it, it will get to scolding, scalding, 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 scalding level. Yeah. And they need a good scolding because they don't need to be in there. She needs right. to be looking after the kids is what it is. What the hell is what the hell's going on? That's right. Do you so, know that nurse Karen is in charge of the babies? That's right. She's in charge of the babies. She's like, well, I guess I could leave the door open in case one of the kids cries out. Okay. Worst nurse ever. Yeah. And isn't it, didn't they say it's downstairs? Like you're not going to hear him. Anyway. No, like the, the kid would have to be projecting. Yeah. You know, <laughs> would have to be a very projected cry. And if, and if you're looking over babies, they're like brand new. So get the hell out of here with that. Shit. All right. All right. Well, so, you know what? It's bud, man. It's so, the power of bud. What so bud reluctantly gets out, goes and checks, tries to play with some knobs. Can't seem to figure it out. Michael from behind. Dick Warlock in his awesome stunt coordinator style, you know, does you know nice strangulation. You see him, you know, kind of fight it as in Bud, and then Bud falls to the ground. Right. Nothing we haven't seen before, but what we're about to see is something very new. He comes behind Karen. Karen's giving him, obviously, conveniently, her back to the whole situation. Didn't see Bud die. Right. And Karen's already decided, you know what, this is bullshit. I gotta be a nurse. I gotta... First of all, she was already late. She is the worst nurse ever. And this is a break for yeah. her. <laughs> she she was already late, and she already went on break. Get the fuck out of here. I can't, yeah, I can't deal with this. Yeah. But, you know, ner he... he you mentioned the the playfulness of Michael. He kind of puts his hand this. on yes. her, and she's like, "Oh yes," and she's like kissing it because she thinks it's Bud. Puts the finger in her mouth. What would that taste like? I know, like a I bunch of blood and and dog, dog blood. Uh, what else? Gunpowder. This. Oh, ham because Mrs. Elrod. A little in the mustard on there. A little mustard on it. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> it's grimy. You can tell it's grimy as shit, yeah, man. Yeah, totally. But she puts it in her mouth and, mm, oh, it's Bud. I know it's Bud. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's Michael. She turns around. But what, what I love about this is like, just like in the Annie scene, there's somebody in the back seat. How many people now are like, oh, a hand. Who the fuck is this? Right. Right Where away. She just plays along. It must be Bud. Who else could it be? But this is Michael Myers. I think it's because he fools her by, by how he puts so he's Again, a blunt yeah. force object in the or or yeah, he can he can uses so much anger and or force and stuff, but when it's time to touch her, he just so delicately. Very delicately yeah. and, and sells it. And that's that playfulness of Michael in this movie as we get our our playful scene and it's always with the hands i feel like i think so yeah coming because what else you know it's the only thing that he can use to express himself he's got the mask he's got coveralls so hand motions and yeah whatnot. so he uses his hand again when karen realizes it's not bud it's michael he grabs her by the neck starts dunking her back into the hot tub scalding. that is now scalding hot scalding. and he just keeps dumping dunking and pulling her out so you can see the the effects that are happening and her face just starts peeling and starts blistering it's mm -hmm. very uncomfortable to watch because you're you're torn as a young preteen and or uh you know teen kid you're maybe torn because it's a very beautiful woman and with a you know nice body but she's being just kind of ravaged you know like her right. face is just blistering and peeling and you're like uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. No, I don't like this at all. So he does right. it so much that she eventually dies from it. And he holds her under there a while, like you think just drowning, but this is hot water, yeah. and she's just blistering away. His hands not, but her. Oh yeah, I mean because her whole flesh is. Yeah. So then we throw her down to the ground. We see the aftermath, and then we move on. That is one of the. I think if you're gonna talk about Halloween two, they're gonna you're gonna you're gonna talk about that that kill. Absolutely. It is a great kill as far as it being memorable, shock value. It's got it's got everything as far as what you know a slasher in the 80s would give you. It's yeah. got a little bit of nudity, it's got very over the top kill. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I I, I I like a little nudity with my kills. Oh, yeah. So sue me. Take me to court tonight. Well, and this is like a very aggressive Michael that we haven't quite seen yet. So. Right. That's I mean, you're going to see that throughout the film. I mean, every time he comes across, you know, Dr. Mixter ki gets killed in an interesting way. Uh, nurse Jill, at, well, Nurse Jill is later, but uh, the other the other nurse who, uh, you know, is watching after. So, so many interesting kills. There's a little homage to the original of when Laurie is backed up and, you know, his mask is lit slowly up. Yes. You know, we see all that. Those are all fantastic stuff. This movie reintrodu reintroduces the wheel, but shows you that it's now a mud tire or whatever. Yeah, right? and something that I, I like to talk about a lot, too, is what I call like the great equalizer with Lori. Lori survived Michael once, and she knows, she has an inkling that he's coming again. She finds out that you know he's still on the loose uh, from Jimmy, our, our thought-to-be hero. But... At a certain point, she just has this feeling. There's a sense that he's coming back, but she's drugged out and she has a reaction to the drugs. And then they put her on sedation and all of this becomes like this great equalizer where she may know that it's coming. But now she's got not only does she fracture her leg or her ankle, um, so she's going to be dragging this leg around. But she's like out of it throughout. She's yeah, she's out of it. So. Her wounds are, she sustained wounds, uh, injuries, right? So, like, she's already, even if she didn't have a, you know, a body full of drugs, she's, yeah, she's out of it. She's at a yeah. disadvantage. Right. And so now she's dragging herself through. She sets a trap for Michael. 
Oh right, it's the well a little bit right. The oop de oop when she uh, oop she knows that it's she has the wherewithal to know that Michael is probably still coming. Is probably there. Okay, well Lori starts to have these like nightmares or yeah little dreams where now she's seeing her. Well, because Jimmy does tell her that it was Michael Myers after her, and her reaction right, right. is that little kid who killed her sister is in a hospital somewhere. So it's like, there is a know who Michael Myers is, but now we're going to play with the attachment between Lori, the connection between Lori and Michael. So miraculously out of nowhere, she decides to develop this connection <laughs> and have these premonitions or, or flashbacks, flashbacks. I, that's a better word of her as a young girl going and visiting a boy with a, very defined chin line, jawline, um, at a at a hospital who's like staring out of a window and like turns around and sees her. So so let's let's unpack that for its kind of convenience and a, a little bit of absurdity. She doesn't know. Okay, real quick, guys. Here's the big twist. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> here's the big twist of the movie. Not only was Michael Myers after Lori because, well, he was, but it's revealed that Lori Strode is actually Michael Myers' sister. Yes. Big time reveal. He's her brother. It's revealed that way over, you know, a a, a barrage of sort of convenient like things there's a break-in in a school and he stabs the sister in like a drawing um and then it's revealed point blank by nurse chambers who's back to collect loomis like take him out of haddonfield because they're like you're doing too much over here that there's a secret file that was always sealed by the courts and the governor was able to unseal it because right. <laughs> in one night by the way in the yeah. same night what happened Michael Myers broke out and is killing people. Unseal the documents. We got to know it all. Shit, there's a document. Uh, yeah, let's yeah. go get it. <laughs> and I love how Loomis is like, I've seen all the files. He's just so annoyed. And it's like, uh, yeah, you've seen all the files, but this one that says Laurie Strode was actually Michael Myers' sister. His parents, as in Michael's parents, gave her up for adoption or died in a car accident, whichever. She was a baby when she was given up. He didn't know her. Because she was born after he was committed. Then she was adopted by the Strodes. The Strodes said, keep this quiet. We don't right. want we for the safety of the family. Because, right. yeah, she might be tormented her whole life. Oh, your, bro your brother is the boogeyman, essentially. Mm -hmm. So she grew up not knowing anything. But here's the point I'm trying to make here. Why would she just start having these dreams about visiting her brother or a boy in the insane asylum? And then now think... How stupid of a parent do you have to be? I want you guys to seal these documents. I never want to see them again. No connection to the Myers house. But Lori, are you okay? Are you ready? After church, we're gonna go. We're gonna go visit your brother at Insane Asylum. It's, it's stupid. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't. I'm trying to figure out how to defend this because I love it. That's um, the. That's the this one is the part. one scene. The, the the thing about it is that she's way too old. Like this little girl is probably like nine or ten, eleven, probably 10 or 11. a little bit older. But and Lori's seventeen at this point, so that part doesn't make sense. If she was much younger, seeing Michael before she gets adopted or something, that'd be great. But it's the fact that this little girl is way too old, and Lori would yeah. remember this. She would definitely remember it. So it's like, did this like 
lock or unlock these repressed memories. It doesn't I'm, track with what the parents, her parents decided, which was to have this the court seal the documents to reveal that they were brother and sister. It doesn't track. It wouldn't make sense. So, well, unless the parents died later on in her life, and that no, no, was, no, I'm talking about her strode parents. Yeah, yeah, because she, no, 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 she is a full grown. Ah, man, Child. I'm trying. I'm trying. I know you are. Look, mm -hmm. if you eliminate that part, which I know you, they want to see it. They want to see Michael in the asylum as a kid. They want to see that shit. Yeah. I get it. But it honestly is the biggest plot hole in the whole thing. And we you got could, a lot of them in the rest of the franchise. But. For sure. But this one is like, you're almost, you're almost disappointed because this was penned by John and Deborah. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're like, how that doesn't make sense unless you want to just throw it up to that. It's just a dream that she had and it, I mean, whatever, but no. Yeah. So back to what you said, Lori does do the oop de oop because she figures I got to get out of this hospital bed. I got to get out of this room because I know something's the foot. So she very drugged up, gets out and put, has the wherewithal to put the pillows yeah. to make it look like a body. And if Michael finds her room, goes in, stabs the shit out of the pillows with a scalpel. Yep. She's not there. She's not there. And where did she go? Down the hall. Down the hall. But she fucking falls asleep. <laughs> yes. She goes down the hall, finds her, <laughs> finds her room. She's like, she's like, obviously my phone wasn't working. I'm the only one. I'm going to upgrade. I'm going to better. <laughs> I'm going to, I got to get the window view of the courtyard so I can see what the hell's going on in this room. Right. <laughs> so she goes to another room, gets the phone, sees that it's not working. All the phones are down. Right. And then she just like falls asleep in like crouched near the door. Like if you were to just go. Oh, there you are. That's all you would need but to find her. But she's sedated. I know. And that's the thing is that she dragged her herself through being drugged up to this point to at least get... She would have been dead. Yeah, she would have been dead. To get to this point. And this is like the, the scene that makes me always more terrified is like you fucking fell asleep. Like in the easiest place to be found, there's no... Yeah. Like it was just uncontrollable. Like I'm out. I'm dead. Yeah. Like whatever. I did what I could, but now I'm out because I'm drugged up. It's true. So... Nurse Karen is dead. Bud is dead. Again, this is a, a departure from it's it's a higher body count. So we got Nurse Karen dead. We got Bud dead. Uh, Mr. Garrett, uh, Doctor Mixter, who was a was drunk but got <laughs> but, but successfully operated on Lori's ankle or stitched her up or whatever. Uh, uh, Pam, I think that's the other, or Susan is the other nurse uh, that gets is that is killed uh and now we have a weird sort of scene with a unique way to kill somebody for michael he gets the nurse alves uh yes. is put on a bed and is hooked up to a drip and is slowly drained to death but like the fact that he he wraps her arm with the oh, needle in it's perfect it's a perfectly it's almost like he got one of the nurses i've had come here come here come here i need i need help doing this because i don't i don't know i don't know needles <laughs> please help me it just i i don't do i i know what i want to do i know what i want to get i want to achieve right i need your help to but, do it and it is so artistic like it is a completely black room it must yeah. have been filmed in the same garage as the the loomis scene from the first movie <laughs> driving out it's all black except for this perfectly placed light on alves aves whatever and she's bleeding out this super bright red blood and this perfect like it just it's beautifully done like whoever did it, it was great tied up this needle on her they're draining her of her blood 
it's just a really odd shot for the whole franchise for that film. Um, we don't see anything happen other than this pool of blood coming from her. Right. And, uh, right before this, we are down to two people only three counting Lori in the clinic. It's Lori, Jimmy and nurse Jill. Who's my favorite, obviously, because mm. she's the one that I get, you know, the best kill. I think did I, did I say already what my favorite if I said anything was my favorite, I, I track that this in this movie, my favorite kill is Nurse Jill's Nurse kill. Jill. Um, but Jimmy finds Nurse Alves, Aves, uh, the head nurse, and sees the pool of blood. Again, we're going to talk about the dumbest hero in this world because he's like, oh, oh, all this blood. Let me walk through it real quick. First of all, I don't want to walk through blood. I'm going to leave footprints. I'm going to look like the prime suspect. Obviously, if I walk through a pool of blood and then just walk out of it. So he goes to and, check. And, he's and like, also, who is the character that we're talking about? Like the head nurse who was like the most serious like whipcracker oh, of yeah. them all. Great the, character the, because it, it added like some seriousness to the nurses. Yeah. But this is not a joke, obviously. So yeah. if you see a pool of blood like that underneath that person. And it's he finds he, the drip. Yeah. You no, know, you know, I'm not going in to touch that. I'm going to get the fucking cops. I'm getting out of here. Right. And he uh, told Nurse Jill, I'm going to go look for people. You go and look for if you can't find anybody, get in your car, get the hell out of here. So but but before he continues his mission, he eats all the shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he flings his you know legs up in the air which was wonderfully done by actual lance guest which yeah. is really cool he falls and concusses himself he's concussed it's so stupid on how this happens to him he's or built, jimmy man he's built up so much he's gonna be the savior he's gonna help her hell he took down a, a shark in jaws the revenge so watch out <laughs> but no, what is his what is his kryptonite? A pool of blood that he eats all the shit on, and, and he knew he was standing in, which is unfortunate for it. And again, Jimmy just falls apart even more after. Yeah, this. he fumbles the ball. So, um, like, like I said, you know, I love this. I love this movie because it follows the original that it's going to when it goes into the third act it's going to pick the hell up right when it goes into the final laurie finally sees michael again or the shape it's going to pick up yeah there have been murders but like it's a murder and then you know we have a we have a bit to catch our breath or whatever um so as i mentioned before loomis now knows that michael is after laurie because they that they're siblings so as he's being escorted out of Haddonfield by this deputy, he takes his gun out, threatens the deputy to turn around and go oh, to the yes. clinic. I love that part. He's like, you know, Dr. Loomis, you're getting yourself into a lot of trouble. Well, the freaking gun barrels in his neck, you know, <laughs> totally, Lewis, totally calm, totally. Like, and it was like, what do you guys do? Fire warning shot. Boom. Blasts the freaking <laughs> passenger window and the car just flips a 180. <laughs> ah, it, it's right. like a perfect 180 stunt car. Like it looked like it was from like a sitcom or something. Yeah, like, it's so yeah. perfect. He looks like. I mean, I would imagine <laughs> the deputy being like, "Doctor Loomis, quit your shit already." And then when he fires the gun, oh, inside he's like, oh. <laughs> "Okay, I'm on it." Jesus. So, so they're heading to the clinic, and <laughs> when I said that Nurse Jill is my favorite, uh, we have a little bit of. Lori kind of walking through the hospital. Michael finally is on hot on her trail. You see it through CCTV, which was kind of brilliant. You see it through the, the monitors. Yeah. It's, you know, 
she turns the corner he's right behind her they miss each other nurse jill finally finds her they've been looking for lori lori and she turns around all drugged up with the <laughs> wig looking God. terrible yeah this is probably one of the worst parts and i think about this think about lori You've been having hallucinations all night. You already had a, a reaction to the drugs. You're loopy, you're blurred vision, and you don't know what's real, what's not, what's the red pill or the blue pill. You don't know what the hell's going on. And what do you see? Michael, again, pop out behind Nurse Jill, stabs her with a scalpel. Yes. And raises her off the ground yeah. in just, it, there's no score, there's no like, Dah. no, it's just, just silence yeah. as he's raising her. And if you watch this movie, watch Jamie's eyes. They just open up so, so cool. Jamie Lee Curtis does a fantastic job. This is the first time that she's actually seen him in Again. the, in, uh, right. Right. Since, right. Since but in the clinic, this is the first time that he's seen her. Yes. And this kill, we've talked about this. It's like, there's not a struggle for him to get up, but it's like a, this very cool, like, Look what I got. Yeah. And here I am, Lori. Like, he had to jam that shit in deep to get like. That's, yeah, I, I, yeah. That's the way I see it. Is like he cut enough to get some of his hand in the flesh kind of a thing. Yeah. And just. He's holding the spine. Check this out. Like, And then there's a here I am, you know. Yeah. Like, so now it's back to the cat and mouse. He's he's definitely toying with her. I, I, I can't believe that he is even trying hard to get her because he knows he sees that she's limping yeah he maybe he's like i know i know <laughs> you are here in this clinic by yourself yes and i'm gonna have fun right it, it just reads that way yeah so it's like she's going to different places he's almost getting her she's in an elevator like watching the door close and he's just like walking so close to her that he only like honestly if i wanted to get her would be like and it's open the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> but he's just like, mm, oh, right. if it closes, if it closes, oh, it closes. This basement scene is so cool, too, because, again, that claustrophobia, there is literally room for one person walking, like, each way. And we get different colors on Michael. It's super dark. But you know for a fact that he is enjoying the chase because there's so many opportunities for him to actually grab her. She goes up to that little window. Yep. And then the tension between getting to that elevator, which has been so done so many times since. But honestly... What kind of elevator is this? Because right. every time I get into an elevator and it's closing, someone says, hold it. And you want to, because <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, I didn't hear you. Well, this is where the fear came from. I think older elevators didn't have that those sensors. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This oh, is where okay. the fear of those elevators came oh, from. Oh, okay. Because he puts his hand and he, it gets caught and a normal elevator would just be like, can you imagine? Oh. She's like, oh, I got him. I got him. Yeah. And Bing. then he puts his hand and then the elevator just opens and they're just like, uh, shit. Where do you go from there? <laughs> uh yeah right, so, so so she gets away and you know gets out of the hospital the clinic she's out it's so great you're like she made it she's smart enough to make it yeah. um but what nurse jill showed us earlier is that michael's like no 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 no, no. you're gonna have to get on a horse to get out of here because i <laughs> i got all the cars i took out uh, i flattened the tires he's such a jealous girlfriend <laughs> Flat, he, he, he like all right, slashed, Taylor Swift. <laughs> he slashed all the tires. He keyed them as well, right? He said Michael was here, you know? <laughs> but he like uh, busted the fuel lines because you see that there's like you know oil or so, whatever on the ground. So like Lori just like hides in a Cadillac that looks like it's from Christine. It's fine. Yeah. So 
It's a great hiding spot. I'd stay in there all night. I'd go there right now, as a matter of fact. Right. But it, I don't it is fit. a very safe because she is like tucked in there. Even if you look in the car, you may not see her. Right. And there's a bunch of cars in the parking lot. Yeah, so. there's, there, there's quite a few. So and it's we'll, like. And then know. our hero comes. Oh, yeah. Here comes Jimmy, all concussed. You thought he might have died because you're like, <laughs> what happened? I know. I know it hurt, but did you die? <laughs> so when he comes back, he gets in the car and he's like, "Humana, humana, 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 humana." He's so out of it. He tries to start the car, and Lori's like, "Do you not see I'm down here?" Right. Because like again, worst hero ever, and she's like, "Jimmy, Jimmy," <laughs> and he's like, "It's okay." Um, he tries so we're hard. Gonna, we're gonna get out of here. So he tr- tries to crank it one more time, I guess, and he just goes, "Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute." And he knocks out on the steering wheel. <laughs> he knocks out on the steering wheel and just like, Bang! it's just honking. So Michael is probably in the basement like, where'd she go? <laughs> He's just like, oh, this clinic is so huge. I guess I could go back to the boiler room or the hot tub. Bang! The, the horn is honking. He's like, ah. There she is. There she is. Oh, <laughs> right in the parking lot. Well, she ain't going anywhere. Right. Ah, she's in the parking lot. Big mistake. I already right. I already got to those. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like laughing to himself. Like, <laughs> oh, found my other one. <laughs> my another trick. What'd you do? Find Jimmy? Yeah, that'll save her. <laughs> so, yeah, Jimmy knocks out, falls asleep, probably now dies because you're not supposed to let a concussed person fall asleep. Right. As we all know, falls asleep. So she's like, Ugh, I guess I'm on my own again. Right. Thanks for nothing. And didn't even get her a Coke, by the way. I know. And we never got our Coke. <laughs> uh, one thing that I love about this is this leads to that scene of like, there's so much tension. You just let the killer know exactly where you are. And now she looks at the doorway of the clinic and it's just this big black doorway and you're just waiting for Michael to come back and there's a shot of the door there's a shot of Lori there's a shot of the door there's a shot of Lori you're just waiting he's gonna come out you know that he's in there he never shows up but who does Dr. Loomis is here to save Lori and all she has to do is say hey doctor I'm right here but I'm right here she can't she already talked to Jimmy she can speak Lance come on she's in shock she just watched her hero die I mean he fell asleep So she's crawling. This is the scene with the shirt. I don't know if y'all can see that, but uh, yeah, she's kind of crawling, reaching for uh, Dr. Loomis getting there, uh, Nurse Chambers getting there, and uh, the deputy getting there. The marshal, actually. He's a, he's a state marshal. And, uh, you know, Loomis takes them all in. And I love it that Loomis is just like, let's go, let's go. All right, we're in. He closes the doors yeah, behind <laughs> him. And right when the doors close, although she's been crawling this whole time, it's like, And then right when the doors close, full voice, enough to shatter glass. Help me! Yeah. Ah, we can't hear you, though. We're behind the glass. Yeah, well. So now she's alone in the parking lot. Now she knows she has to get up and go to the door and knock on it. But who's already in the parking lot with her? He's back, baby. Yeah, The shape is back in the parking lot chasing after Lori, which is a really cool shot. I love that under the red shot. Yeah, wonderfully done. You get to see the mask still from mm-hmm. the original. It it it's kind of put still put together. Yeah, I just love that he's 
he is everywhere. He's on the outskirts of the clinic now at that parking or the the entry of the parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just this fact that he got all the way over there and now he's behind you. Oh yeah. And it's like corralling a chicken. You know, you're like, yeah, let's get back in there. Let's go. Exactly. So she he knows that he's like, oh, I love it. I love it. But he hasn't seen Loomis. He's like, yeah. I still got her. She's all by herself because it killed everybody. <laughs> he's so sassy under that mask. <laughs> he is in our version. Yeah. So anyway, so he you know he's going after her and it's very scary. He's he, the the tension is up and it's building it's building because you're like oh here we go it's the keys, the keys. <laughs> one more time <laughs> but she's banging on the hospital door because Loomis not only closed it behind her he locked the shit <laughs> so he Loomis goes saves her pulls her in closes the door and here comes super monster activated yes Michael who is now gonna walk calmly yeah. And shatter the glass window. He shatter the glass He doesn't door. break stride. No, he doesn't. Just, That's what's so impressive. Yeah, just like, I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like glass breaks. What are you guys doing? <laughs> the glass just like melts over him. You know what I mean? It's just it's like, like, and I'm here. Yeah, you just walk through like those beads. Like, you know, like people <laughs> hang them over the deal. Just like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys having a fun? <laughs> He's just, and then Lewis is like, uh, what did you just do? Yes. <laughs> 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 He's like, I may have underestimated you before, but goddamn. Did you just walk through a fucking door? I locked the door for a fucking reason. He just walked through the door. So Lewis <laughs> is like, all right, shit. So he shoots uh, like three or four times and Michael <laughs> takes all the shots and drops. Drops there dead. Uh, and Lewis is like, I, lo- I this one, this part kind of goes a little unnoticed or because you're you ju- you're you're kind of focusing on Michael, but you know you see when he put put his arm around Laurie oh, yeah. and he kind of whispers, "I should have never left you." Mm-hmm. I love that part. Yeah, that's so like because you don't see that bond really ever. Because after this, Jamie's done, but uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is done, and the Laurie Strode character is done. Yeah, and then when that character comes back, Donald Pleasance has died. So yeah. it's like. It's a nice little moment that we never really got a lot of. In the original, we wouldn't, but this one, he's just like trying to be that protector, and and you know, he's like, "I shot him dead. It's all good. Everything's fine." But again, it's one of those things like he didn't know at the time that they were connected in that way. I guess because, like, if it was his, he said it became an obsession, right? Mm-hmm. He said that it was his life's work, and. In your, if it's your life's work, at the final moment you find out something new, yeah, like that's gotta, it's gotta fuck with you. So right. I think he plays that really well. He plays that up. He's like, I've learned all this new information. It means more to me. I know what's going on. So it's really cool, and it takes us to the final, the the, the finality of the movie. Because of course he's not fucking dead, guys. No, Come on, of course he's not. not dead. He gets up. He kills the marshal who has been warned twice. Don't, Don't touch, touch him. him. No, don't touch him. He's still breathing. I love that part. Yeah. You know, and then when he goes to touch him, get away from him. And the dopey ass Marshall, he's not breathing. Gets got right in the. Gets got. Yes. Oh, he only he uh, he gets sliced with the scalpel. Very cool. Yeah. So it leads us to the to the final countdown, essentially to the final end with Loomis and Laurie trying to get away from Michael, cornered into a, the major surgery. Uh, room where there's combustible elements. So uh, Loomis has a good plan. He's gonna like hunker down in there, make Michael do his superpower again, which is walking through freaking doors. Yes. So he is gonna post himself on the other side of the door, and when Michael busts through, gonna pop him right in the head. 
beautiful plan. Great. If only you had bullets, because <laughs> it's just a six shooter. It's a six. It's a revolver. So he shot. Remember, he shot the the warning shot. So he may have fired it uh, five times at Michael. Right. So when he tries to shoot him, Michael just the hell. He hears the click. He hears the click, and Michael's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." <laughs> he just stabs Loomis in the chest, and it's the first time you see Loomis, Loomis in that real vulnerable spot. Yeah, it really fucks with me, man. Because yeah. I, ne- I never like seeing him get hurt. Because yeah. you love him, right? Yeah, and he is such the protector of. Uh, he's supposed to be the protector, Jimmy. You know, we flirted with the idea, but Loomis at the end of the day is supposed to be the protector and you know voice of michael and the one saying like stay away from this fucking guy and he's not dead when you think he is so to see him hurt and thrown across the room yeah man it hurts it hurts us very it hurts, much it, it hurts him for sure but it definitely hurts me yeah so uh before he was able to post up he did give laurie his second gun which would have been perfect if he had held on to that because he could have the plan would have worked yeah uh but laurie is now it's her and Michael, and there's a cool moment because she says, Michael, now she knows, because she's yeah. like, I know who you are, and as he's approaching her, he stops, puts his scalpel down, kind of gives her the head tilt, which Dick Warlock does do a good job of this. Part. I love it's it. very creepy. He he nailed that. Yes. But then he's like, ah, but I still want to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point. He's like, yeah, I know. I Oh, you know who I am? Cool. Uh, going to cool. kill you anyway. Right. <laughs> so... She has no other choice but to use this gun that she's never used and is the best shot in the world. I'm going to crack shot all the gun competitions. Yeah. You know, clay shooting, whatever. It's the first time she's shooting a gun. It has to be right. Oh, it is. It is because she what? she's 17. She she forgot her chemistry book was the biggest thing that happened in her life. Right. And now she's shooting a gun at a killer who's coming at her in a mask. And what she nails him twice in the eyes should kill him. But it's not because he's not evil. He's not a human. He's not human. Not this human. guy. <laughs> this guy. That's my favorite. Uh, oh. He's pure evil. So he takes the shots. And again, beautifully illustrated on Lance's shirt. Blood starts pouring down from his eyes. So he's not dead, but he's definitely blind. Yes. So his eyes are human, but his all his whole <laughs> self is not. I love, I love there being some human element. He is a man at some base. Yeah. So when he's hurt and he's covering his eyes and he starts slashing in the darkness at Lori in her general direction. Right. Because I dig when, it. when you get shot in the eyes, you forget where people are. He goes in her direction until he hears something else. <laughs> uh, if you got shot in the fucking face at all, I wouldn't be, you'd be doing a, anything. You'd be a little disoriented. I'd be dead, Lance, because I'm normal. I'm like, well, if you were Michael Myers. Okay, if I was Michael Myers, I'd be like, God damn it. Come here. <laughs> And just think about like the ringing in your ears, maybe from hearing a gunshot in a small ass room. Right? No, he, you're gonna be he, a little disoriented. He he's he's been troubled right now. He's 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 inconvenienced at this point. Now he's blind, uh, which doesn't affect him ever later. Um, but have <laughs> you noticed that? <laughs> anyway, so Loomis has is not dead either. So he is going to have the uh, uh, another. He's an idea guy. He's got like, how do I how do I solve this situation? Right. Ah, look at all these combustible tanks. Perfect. See? Let me light them. Let me open this shit up. So yes. they open all the tanks up, and he's trying to because Michael can hear, but so he's trying to tell Lori to get out, and Lori doesn't think of it. So he's like. <laughs> 
And then he finally is like, all right, I'm going to have to spell it out. So he get out now. <laughs> get out now. It's so great. And she's like, oh, yeah. yeah Got yeah. it. And Loomis as the ultimate awesome protector hero, Dr. Samuel Loomis sacrifices himself to take down the monster. Very Frankenstein. Yes. With the doctor, Dr. Frankenstein. Like you have to almost, you're responsible. So he takes out a lighter, says it's time, lights the shit, and we go up in flames, baby. Yeah. Big, big explosion. Super big. Which is awesome. Uh, Lori just gets out of the way of this. You right, she do- she barely dodges it, and you know what? Nobody would survive that, except except Michael survives it for just a little bit. Yes. It's a cool fire walk by the stuntman. Walks, you know, maybe about ten feet or something, and then eventually just, just- completely engulfed, which is awesome. You don't see any Michael in there. It's just completely. It's engulfed. a fire. Yeah, it's just it's just a fireman. You know. Yeah. Not the fireman. Not the f- 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 fireman, but. <laughs> <laughs> so he just falls down and you see what should be the end of Michael Myers as we know it, burning to a crisp as Laurie is taken care of tra- and is put in an ambulance to be transferred to the hospital, one would assume, because this one is not working anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of commission. Uh, and while she leaves, a very ominous but weirdly supposed to be kind of fun and uplifting song of Mr. Sandman comes over the radio. Lori is hopefully going to live a long life without Michael coming after her. And that's Halloween too. That is Halloween too. And the Sandman part of the soundtrack, it's funny because I don't think it fits Halloween too as much as it fits down the line when they use it, but well, Still I, think, cool. I think they use it right down the line and it makes more sense because it is an homage. But I for, that's how the movie actually opens with Mr. Sandman. Yeah, and I, I appreciate it in the opening, but in the ending, there's just yeah, something it's, that's not quite. I, it was one of the things I was like, it would feel more. I guess it's a little bit of a life goes on. You yeah. survive the nightmare. It's supposed to be uplifting, I suppose. But yeah, it does. It, it, it don't, I don't think it works. Yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. Halloween 2, more of the night he came home, definitely delivered on the scares. It uh, it elaborated on the story, whether it was the right way to go or more, con- you know, it, it made more. I like the connection. Okay. I Because this builds the world and we get four and five and six and so on because of two and even right. H2O, right. we get because of two and it makes more sense. We get to dive into more characters because of this connection. That's why I love it. I love the world building. It has its flaws, but it bleeds from the first, which we fucking love. We absolutely love, love that love, movie. And you know what, Lance? I love this with you, man. I do. But you don't I, love I, it as much, as, and you made me defend it. You, but, you know, if you love something, defend it. Okay. <laughs> Look, Halloween 2 scared the bejesus out of me as a kid. I, I thought it was a beautiful connection to the original as and you know just for the longest time i had it i had it in uh as far as my second favorite in in the franchise and you know just recently that's been changed but that's me and you're wrong uh <laughs> what's your rating not uh kitchen knives how many uh kitchen knives uh right um i love this movie so i'm going to give halloween to four okay and because i believe in it being so great 
heightening every sense of the first film and the first film bleeding into this one, I give it a five. All right. Yes. On par and equal with the original. Yes. Okay, Lance. Yes, absolutely. I, I respect that. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. This has been Slash's Paradise Halloween 2, 1981. That's Danny. That's I'm Lance. Lance. Join us next time for Halloween 3 with no Michael Myers. But it's okay. Come back. It's fun. It, it is fun. We love the movie. But anyway, we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.